Christ came to him and said, Peter, you will be called Cephas. You will be a rock. You will be a pillar in the community. You will be a pillar in the church. You will be a pillar in your home. And that's all God is saying today. He wants to make us. Throughout this message series entitled Great Expectations, Pastor Homebooker expounded on the words that Jesus spoke to Peter in which he called him Cephas, the rock. At the time when Jesus spoke those words to him, Peter was nowhere near the great expectations that God had in store for him. He would later walk on water, deny knowing Jesus, and then cut off a soldier's ear in defense of Jesus. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 10 states it well by saying, Do not despise these small beginnings. Come let's join Pastor Hombuckle as he concludes with part 3 of this message series. Listen, we've been talking about this man Peter and how God has changed him, as God has made him over. And we took this from the scripture over in Acts, the third chapter, verse 1. And I'll just go there briefly just to read. This is going to be my last message on this series, Great Expectations. And I want to close it on today. Praise the Lord. Acts, the third chapter, verse 1. And I'm going to read this. You can listen to this real carefully. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked in alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the scripture says, and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Last verse, verse 8. And he, 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 not Peter, not John, but he, the lame man, he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered within into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Praise the Lord for his reading of his great word. Listen. We've been talking about how God used these men, Peter and John, and how Peter was not always the Peter you see here in the book of Acts. We've been, we've been going back into the early part of the New Testament, giving you a background on just who Peter was and where he had actually come from. And this is what God is really doing here in this day and time. He's even doing it here at the Lily in this community. God is changing lives. He's changing lives for the better. I, I, I see it so vividly. I, I see it so clearly 
People come in to the, the work of God and, and they leave better. They leave equipped. They leave with a focus and a determination to serve God. This is what they do because they've come to the house of the Lord and God wants to change you. He wants to change you today, young man. He wants to change you today, young lady. God has something special for you, husband, and something special for you, wife. This young man sat at the gate of the temple. He was crippled. He had no strength in his bones. But he saw two Christians. He saw two believers. He saw somebody like you and somebody like me. He asked alms of them. He, he asked for money. He asked for, 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 for something that, to help him with his needs. He expected one thing, but God wanted to give him something better. He wanted to give him something better than silver and gold. Wanted to give him something better than money. Wanted to give him better than something than possessions. God wanted to give him a better quality of life. He wanted to give him a way to walk, a way to get around. And this is what I'm saying today to you, saints. God wants to do more than what you expect. You've come in expecting one thing. You've come maybe expecting, well, I'm going to service and I'm going to hear the word and then I've got other things planned. But I want to slow you down for just a second. And I want you to think in the mindset of this man that sat at the gate. He had one thing in his mind and that was to get arms. And I want you to know that God has something better for him. And God has something better for you. He has a future for you. He has reconciliation for you. He has a, a closer walk with God with you. He has that plan for you today. It's a plan. It's in his plan. And we've got to walk in it. Listen, Peter, this man Peter, I want to go to Luke, the 22nd chapter, and I want to show you another phase of what God actually did with this man. I talked about a couple of things of what he talked about on last Sunday. I talked about how God called Peter by a name of what, whom he really wasn't at the time. He called Peter Cephas. He called him a rock. Peter was not a rock at the time that Christ called him a rock. But he spoke into his life. He spoke into Peter's future. Just like I want to do to your life today. I want to speak that God has a plan for you. He has a future for you. God has not given up on you. And he hadn't given up on Peter. The same Peter that denied him. The same Peter that cursed. The same Peter that said, I don't want anything to do with the man. Christ came to him and said, Peter... You will be called Cephas. You will be a rock. You will be a pillar in the community. You will be a pillar in the church. You will be a pillar in your home. And that's all God is saying today. He wants to make us those pillars, those pillars. People, we, people need stability. People need somebody to look up to. People need somebody to be, uh, to be, uh, uh excited about and to, and to be encouraged by. And this is what Peter's life would entail. Called him, called him Cephas, called him a rock even before he ever became a rock. But that's how Christ does us. He called Gideon. He said, Gideon, that mighty man of valor. 
Gideon's on there somewhere threshing wheat in the threshing floor, hiding away from the Midianites. But the angel of God comes to Gideon and says, Gideon, you are a mighty man. You are a mighty man of valor. I know you're hiding. I know you're away from the Chaldeans. I know you're away from the Ammonites. But listen, you are a mighty man of valor. You're not walking in it right now, woman of God. You're not walking where you should be right now. But God is calling you into your future right now. Calling you into your future. Calling you into your destiny. But it only be fulfilled by God. And this is what he did. He did with Gideon. He called him. Before he was, he, he called those things that were as though uh, that, that were not as though they were. He calls it beforehand. He's calling you into something great today. That's what he did with Peter. That's what he'll do with us. Praise Lord. That's what I love working with the young people. I love working with young adults because you have a great future ahead of you. You can be anything you want to be. Praise like Brother Mike said, you can't let go of your dream. You got to stay away from the dream killers. Can I get an amen? Got to stay away from those that want to pull you down. Praise God. Praise God. Young people, I want you to know God has a future for you. He has a future for you, and you can be the best that there ever was. I will never squash a young person's dream. Whatever that dream may be. Don't want to squash it. Want to believe them. We got future presidents in here. We got future CEOs. We got future bishops, pastors, uh, NFL, NBA, WNBA. They're here. They're amongst us. But we've got to speak it. We've got to speak it like Christ spoke it. He spoke into Peter's life. Said that you are rock. You're not quite there right now, and your skills may not be where they should be right now. Your qualifications may not quite be where they are, where they should be right now. But hang in there. Stay with it. Don't give up. Stay faithful. Work hard. Give it to the Lord. God said your marriage will work. God said your relationship will come out all right. But you can't give up. You can't give up. You can't throw in the towel. You can't stop. You got to let God complete the work inside of you. Praise the Lord. Do I have an amen out there? Do you understand what I'm saying today? Come on and give God a hand praise. I'm just about finished. He spoke into Peter's life. Hallelujah. And he called those things that weren't as though they were. And so much so that later in the word we find that Peter walked. He walked on water. He walked on water. He did things that were impossible. He defied the odds. Praise the Lord. Do I have some odd defiers out there today? Somebody saying that you won't make it? Somebody saying that the, that the odds stack up against you? Hmm? Is, is that what they're saying? Are they saying you'll never make it? Are they saying you'll never reach that level? Let me tell you something. We serve a God that defies the odds. He allowed Peter to walk on water, to do a miracle, and he'll do the same thing in your life. Don't give up. Trust the Lord. God can make it happen. God wants to make it happen. Come on and give the Lord a hand praise. I got the clothes. I got the clothes. I didn't want to go that far, but I, he, he led me there. Listen, and that brings me to the final point that I want to make in this series. Praise the Lord.
on today. Uh, Luke 22 and 31, as I come to a close here. Uh, it says here in Luke 22 and 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan have desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Listen to verse 32. This is Christ. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. Praise God. When thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. Christ reaches out once again to this man, Peter, calls him Simon, Simon. Wanted his attention. Wanted to make sure that he heard what he had to say. Whenever you repeat the name twice, you want to make sure that you're listening. Make sure that that person that you're addressing takes in everything that you're about to say. And that's for God said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired, he's desired to sift you. He's desired to do some evil work with your life. Praise the Lord. And let me go quickly over here. A lot of us may not understand Satan's work, uh, but Satan has a work that he brings against the child of God. Praise the Lord. And this is what he has desired to do with Simon, and this is what he desires to do with every child of God. It's Satan's work. It's his work that he does to destroy the believer. Satan's work. He, he desires to sift Peter. How does he do this? How does he work against the child of God? Number one, he does it a number of ways. One way he does it by tempting and disobedience. This is Satan's work when he tempts us and he tries to get us to be disobedient. This is the work of Satan and he desires to tempt Simon, he desires to tempt you. He desires that you be disobedient. Uh, Genesis uh, 3 and 5 says, For God doth know, he told this to the, to the, uh, the daughter Eve, he said, that God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. So he tempt, he tempt Eve and Adam. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. He, he lies to us. This is the work of Satan. What is another work that Satan does to to, to hinder the work of the Christian, the child of God. He slanders the saints. Then the saints answered 
the Lord and said, does Job fear? No, this is what, no. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, doth Job fear God for not? Job 1 and 10. Has not thou made an hedge about him, about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and has, uh, his substance is increased in the land. But put forth your hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. He, 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 he slanders the saints of God. That's, that's his purpose. That's his job. So when you see someone, uh, uh, uh slandering, someone coming against you, it's the work of the enemy. It's the work of devil. It's the work of Satan. We got to recognize his work. How, how, what is Satan's work? He, he desired to sift Simon. He desired to sift Peter. He desires to destroy you. What are the other ways that he does it? He does it by inflicting diseases. Job 2 and 7 says, so when Satan, uh, uh, went forth from the presence of the Lord and smoked Job with sore boils from the sole of his feet unto his crown. He afflicted his body. He afflicts. He, he afflicts. He, he doesn't kill us. He can't destroy us because God is in complete control. But it's Satan's work to, to afflict us. Anybody understand what I'm saying? You, you, you know where I'm at. You, 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 you know that Satan has, has tried to do this in your life. Let me hurry along. I'm, I'm going to finish with these three. He says he opposes righteousness. Uh, he, he, he removes the seed, the good seed that God sows into people's lives. Matthew 13, 19 says, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catch, catch, catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. So when that word goes out, it's the enemy to, to, to take it right away. You know that word was good. You know God said something to you. You know he spoke to you. And then the enemy comes and he tries to take that word away. He tries to discount it. He tries to get you to forget it. That's the work of Satan. Praise the Lord. Listen, uh, the devil desired to sift uh, Peter uh, as, as wheat. He desired to do that. But I, I like Christ's response, and it's something that we need to respond to. Christ said in the end, uh, in verse 32, he said, But I have prayed for thee. I prayed for thee while everybody's standing. Everybody's standing. He said, I have prayed for thee, Peter. Say, uh, I have prayed for you. This is what Jesus said. I prayed for you. In other words, he interceded in Peter's life. Let me tell you, everybody needs somebody that's going to intercede for them. Everybody needs someone that's going to stand in the gap and say, God, bless them. God, help my family. Touch my wife. Touch my husband. Keep my children. That's intercession. Christ interceded for Peter. He knew Satan was after him. He knew Satan wanted to destroy him. And some of you are saying today, Pastor, you're right on it. That's where I'm at. I feel the enemy on my track. He's, he's on me. He's behind me. He's, he's chasing me down. 
I, I, I see the work. I, I see the work of Satan. But I want you to know that God is greater. He prays for us. Christ is making intercession right now for you. When you mess up, when you come up short, Christ is not condemning you. He's not throwing you down and throwing you away. He's saying, Lord, he's saying, God, just be with them, God. I know they love you. I know they care about you. He feels what we feel. He's been through what we are going through. And he loves you today. God loves you today. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Listen, listen. This is the point I want to leave with you today. He said, I prayed for thee, Jesus said, that thy faith fail not. Didn't want his faith to fail. And he said, and when, Peter, thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying we see this at work in the book of Acts. Christ prophesied about it. He said, Peter, you're not where you should be here in the book of Luke, but you're going to get to the place where you're going to be able to strengthen your brother. He said, when you're converted, when you're changed, when you've had that conversion, that change of heart, that change of mind to serve God, he said, then go out and strengthen your brother, strengthen your sister. My God, my God today. This is what I'm saying today. God has saved you for a purpose. He has filled you with his spirit for a reason. And it's not just to hold on to it for yourself. But he wants you to go out and strengthen our brothers and sisters. One of the things here at Lily we like to do, listen. We like to open up at the altar and we like to close at the altar. So I'm going to ask you all just to make your way up here to the front as we close. Somebody here has been attacked and you've got Satan's work all around you in some form or some way. So much so, you're saying, God, why should I keep trying? Why should I keep going for it? It seems the more I serve you, it seems the more I give to your house, the more I, I call on your name that bad things happen. It doesn't make sense, you say to yourself. It doesn't make sense. I, I should be flourishing. I should be prospering as my soul prospers. And, 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 and you're saying, God, what's wrong? What's going on? It's Satan's work. 
But God is saying, I pray for you. Jesus is praying for us right now. All he's saying is just hold on. Hold on through the tough time. Hold on when everybody else wants you to quit. Hold on when they say that you're not good enough and prove them wrong. We're going to minister here in song and praise at the altar. I just want you to think about the Lord. But one of the things that I really took from that Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather fight, one thing you had to say about Mayweather, he was confident. He believed in himself. He believed that he could do it. And I, I'm like Pacquiao, he was, he's a believer, he loves God, and I thank God for him. And, and Mayweather said he loves God too, and I'm not going to judge him. He said he loves God. But he believed, he believed. And, and saints, that's, that's the, we've got to have faith in, in our walk with God like that. We've got to believe God. You've got to say, I am a child of God. The word says, I can ask what I, what I want. And, and if it's in his will, it, he will give it to me. He will help me. That's the word of God. And we got to get to that point where we just trust God and we love God. And we're doing everything for him. Right where you are, just close those eyes. We're just going to minister just for a few minutes. Yes, Lord. This is where lives are changed right here, right here, right here, right now. Talk to the Lord right where you are. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Every soul that's here right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Let's minister. Minister through the music. I want to thank you for taking time to listen to this message. Know that God loves and cares for you deeply. You know, we all have struggles in our life, tough times, and much more. But God is about to do great things in your life. Remember the scripture found in Galatians 6 and 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. It's your season for breakthrough. Don't give up. Don't stop. Trust God to bring you through. God bless you. I would like to take a time to thank all listeners of the Lily Kojic Podcast. I pray that you or someone close to you was truly blessed by the messages that we bring to you weekly. As we go forward, we ask that you share the podcast with as many people as possible. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7 states, So neither is he that plants anything, neither is he that waters, but God gives the increase. Our goal is to expand this ministry to reach more people with the good news of the gospel. You can help us achieve that goal by supporting us with a donation of any amount. We have a donation button located on our podcast page that will allow you to support this ministry. Thank you and God bless.